Yeah, so we've got these three poems about King Arthur, or Arthur's myth, yeah? It's a legend rather than a myth, I would say. Okay, I was wondering what you might call it, a yes. legend, yes, yes. Well, it's a whole series, a whole complex of uh, legends it which is. survive in various languages. And I, th and I think in the case of uh, England, uh, we know the legends best through Mallory, his mortal Arthur, and Tennyson's The Idols of the King. And I think in my own case, in writing this group of poems, I think I was thinking more in terms of Tennyson than of Mallory. I think that was partly because uh, several of the pre-Raphaelites, of course, did illustrate some of the poems of Tennyson, which dealt with that Arthurian legend, as in the case, of course, of the uh, poem about the beguiling of Merlin. Mm. So it's a very rich source from which to draw. It stimulates one's imagination. So has it stimulated your imagination over the years? I think it has, though of course it's found, so to speak, poetic expression only relatively recently and uh, you know, to a limited extent. But I've always been aware of that Arthurian uh, background, but perhaps I've been more aware of it through... 19th century art, especially the art of the pre-Raphaelites, then through literature. And does the myth or this legend carry particular significance for you in your life or in Sri Ratna or different aspects? Well, the legend of the round table, you know, has an evident connection with our own order in the sense that the round table was, so to speak, an association of knights who served the king, that it was a King Arthur, and who observed certain rules, who had a certain ideal, who went forth on various adventures. So it's in my mind, or at least at the back of my mind, there's that association between the round table and the knights of the round table and our own order. Of course, that's putting it in a way rather crudely, because it's really subtler and, and richer, one might say, than that. I don't know how many of our order members are inspired by the Arthurian legend. Many of them, especially those in India, may not be even, or probably not aware of the legend, or maybe not ever heard of King Arthur. But for me personally, there is that connection. Do you think it's important that all of us have some sort of legend or myth as part of our lives? That whole legendary aspect or missing aspect to our experience is very, very important. We'd be very poor without it. But it can come from various sources. Of course, not so, so long ago, maybe even now, quite a few of our friends mean to inspiration, one might say, or sort of imaginative sustenance from the Lord of the Rings hmm? and sometimes developed those stories in their own way. I myself was very fascinated by the Ents and the Elves. I wasn't so keen on the Hobbits, I must say. <laughs> yeah, they seem to me to be rather greedy little creatures with oh. their five meals a day. Mm. Yeah, mm. that didn't appeal to mm. me at all. What did the Elves have then that the, the Hobbits didn't do? They were a bit otherworldly, mm. yes. Mm. 
They're a bit like angels in a way, mm. eh? beings of another kind, perhaps a kind eh, somewhat superior to human beings. Mm. Hmm? I think sometimes you've talked about us gradually articulating or discovering the gestalt of our lives, almost yeah. like as if something's coming through as we look back on our lives, we begin to see that there's a myth or real values mm. coming through. Yes. This seems quite a big part of how we think about ourselves in Tree Ratna. Yes. Also, of course, in uh, the legend of Arthur, there's Merlin. Merlin represents a sort of magical element. He's a wizard, but he's a, a good wizard. But he's not infallible. Mm. He has his weaker side. But nonetheless, for many years, I mean, he is Arthur's advisor. It must be very interesting to have a wizard as your advisor. <laughs> I think that sounds very handy. Mm. 